They say that timing is everything. I know timing is important to me. I am always concerned about being on time. When I was a bachelor, I was not only on time, I was always early for everything because I know timing was so important. When I got married, it seemed I was always late for everything. (laughs) And somehow it was always my fault. (laughs) And now with four children, we're lucky we get to anything before it's over. (laughs) But timing is important because we know it affects how we're going to benefit from something or what we may be able to do. Think of projects, for example, that we might be involved with. Or, or particular events. If, if the timing isn't there, the whole thing could be messed up. Boy, how important it is that the timing was right then for something like our salvation. And thank God that his timing is absolutely perfect. Today, as we continue with our, our messages on this theme, the most wonderful time wonderful meaning, miraculous time, we're going to take a look at the wonderful workings of God in time to provide for us that most important thing, our salvation and eternal life. The Apostle Paul comments on God's perfect timing when he writes this in Galatians chapter 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are his sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. When the time had fully come, or you might be familiar with the old phrase from the King James Bible, in the fullness of time, Well, what exactly did that mean? How did God know it was the right time, or what did he mean by it being the right time? Some people will look at various events in history and see some key things that help set the stage for the coming of the Savior. And when we look at that, we can see God's wonderful working. One of the things is what we call the Jewish diaspora. That is, the spreading, the scattering of Jews throughout the world. It already started happening happening several hundred years before the birth of Jesus, where Jews, either because of oppression or opportunity, were leaving the Holy Land and now were settling in other places in the world. If you look at this map, those areas that are the purple color indicate how far Jews already had been spread by the time of the birth of Jesus. Now, God's wonderful working was happening through that because now you have people who have a belief in one God going out into a world where there was a belief in many gods. And with them, they took their scriptures, the writings, the words of God, and his promises regarding the Savior. And those people built places that they called synagogues that were gathering places for people to come and to hear the scriptures. And so we see one of God's wonderful workings in history as simply the spread now of the scriptures and synagogues. 
A second event and working of God we can see in world history is displayed in this map, and, and that is what we call the establishment of the Greek Empire. That happened about 300 years before Christ was born. That orange color uh, on the map indicates how far the Greek rule had gone, and with it their culture outlined above that is a map of the United States, so you get kind of a feel for how large the area was. But what's significant in this was the Greeks had one of the most precise languages in the world in which to communicate human thought. And it would be that Greek language that becomes the messenger for the New Testament. A third thing that happened in world events, you can see from this map, is the establishment of the Roman Empire. As the Greek Empire gave way at the death of their leader, Alexander, and it was divided up and there was fighting among the various divisions then, the Romans took over and established law and order and peace. And along with that peace and that empire came the opportunities for extensive and easy travel. It's into this world now that Christ is born. A world in which the message of one God who promises a Savior is now extended throughout the empire. And there are places where people can go and hear that message. And we know then that the New Testament missionaries would go first to those synagogues where they would find people who were waiting to hear the fulfillment of those promises. They would hear that message delivered to them in a language they could understood and a language that very precisely described God's workings, the Greek language that had been established through the Greek culture. They could do that easily and quickly because the Romans had established peace and quick travel. So God had now provided a system, a world, a society in which the Savior could come and the message of the gospel could be spread quickly to people. That's what some people see in this phrase, in the fullness of time, or when the time was just right. They see the wonderful workings of God in history. Let's just stop for a minute and reflect on that. Think of what it would be like if our business world, our, our commercial world, did not prepare for Christmas. Could you imagine what that would be like? If, if they weren't stocked up in their stores with all the things that we want to buy, there wouldn't be enough things around, right? If, if they didn't have enough employees on hand to handle the massive crowds that now show up, people would just be frustrated and not go buy anything. If they weren't advertising their specials, if they weren't decorating their stores and everything else to get us in the mood to buy, well, that commercialized Christmas would be a disaster. Many people would be disappointed. Who knows? Many people maybe wouldn't even just bother to celebrate it. So preparation is important. Of course, we see just the opposite of that scenario, where our commercial world probably spends a better part of the year preparing just for this season to make sure there are enough products on hand and people are hired and the advertising and the promotion is there. And so we are used to seeing all of this now and, 
and, and that's the benefit of all that preparation. But think of this, how God was working for centuries to prepare the stage for the coming of his son, for something that means much more than buying a particular gift for somebody or seeing pretty decorations. It was talking about establishing your relationship with him and giving you eternity. How, how moving that is to know that God had his hands on things for hundreds of years. And more than that, that he had his eyes and his heart on you to make all those preparations and bring it all about. You see, finally, when you come down to it, it wasn't just history. These events that took place by human beings, but really, it was his story. God, moving in world events to set the stage, and then the time came for him to take action. Now, we don't know, because the scriptures don't speak about those historical events as really the things that meant it was now the fullness of time. We can look at those things and see how they were of benefit to God's plan. But what we do know is that when God decided it was the right time, he took action. When the time was right, God made it his story. And the first thing we hear is, he sent his son into this world. That tells us that Jesus Christ is the son of God. He is true God. No doubts. Now, for every human being, our existence starts at conception. But that wasn't true for Jesus. Jesus already existed before the Holy Spirit conceived him in the womb of the Virgin Mary. Jesus already existed before he was born. Paul says, the Father sent forth his Son. He already existed. He had his Son leave eternity and come into time, step into our world. The purpose was so then he could be born of a woman. It was not only that God would be with us, but that God would be one of us. So Jesus is not just true God, he is also true man, flesh, God incarnate, God with human nature. He did that so he could live our lives. He did that so he could experience everything we experience. Hunger and thirst and being tired, being sick, suffering, being rejected, being dishonored. And through all of that, experiencing temptation. Because you see, he came to be born under the law as our substitute. To live under the very laws of God that you and I have to live under. And the reason was this, so that he could provide a perfect record of obedience for you and me. You see, in order for us to get into heaven, in order for us to live forever, you and I have to have a perfect record of obedience. 
And look at your life. Look at your record. You're not going to find it, right? Instead, you're going to find all sorts of offenses that we have committed against God. Our bad language, our impure thoughts, our unkind desires, our ignoring of people in need, our ignoring of times when we need to step up and do things. The list could go on and on. We don't have a perfect record. Now we know that Jesus has erased all of those wrongs. All of our sins have been washed away. We are clean of them because of Jesus Christ. But then that leaves us with an empty record. Not just a record of no wrongs. We don't have anything to prove to show that we've done everything that's right. That's why Jesus came to be our substitute. To do everything right for us. And to give us that record of rightness by faith. Timing is everything. Imagine what it would be like if God's timing wasn't perfect. Well, just think, for example, of what maybe you're going through, I know I'm going through now with Christmas crunch time. I'm not ready. There's so much that I have to do, and I know that there will be things that are just not going to get done. But it wasn't that way with God and our salvation. He acted at the right time and in the perfect way to provide what we needed, a Savior. We have it all in Jesus. Sometimes the phrase is used to describe our failure in timing and doing a good job. A day late and a dollar short. Well, my friends, we're more than a day late and a dollar short when it comes to being right with God. God's timing is right on. He has made us right with him through Jesus. And now we can respond to his timing with our own timing. We can respond by giving God our time in worship and enjoying his gift of a Savior. It's so easy for us, isn't it, to get caught up in the world's commercialization of Christmas that we shorten our time with God. Now, there's nothing wrong with presents and parties and all the other things that go on. But if they get in the way of Jesus, if they shorten up our time with him, then we have to wonder, is that right? Is that how I should respond to God's perfect timing for me? So what are your Christmas celebration plans like? Do they include Jesus? After all, you know, it is his day, Chris Christ day. Spend time with him and thanking and praising him for being right on time and in a perfect way. His timing was perfect. Perfect enough in history and through his own story, to now make our story complete. Paul says, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, you and me. Our story has been written, 
in the redemption that Jesus has brought. This time of the year, we're, we're focused on buying things, aren't we? <laughs> and probably are very much tuned into being careful that we don't overspend. We're, we're conscious of the cost of things. Well, some of us are. My six-year-old the other day was going through the Toys R Us mailer. <laughs> and so uh, I said to him, looking for cheap things, you know, how about some Hot Wheel cars? No. How about some of these figurines of these cartoon characters you like? No. Well, what would you like? He points to a children's iPod or iPad. A couple hundred bucks, you know. No. <laughs> some of us are conscious of the cost of things. Well, what would you spend to save your life? Or what would you spend to save the life of somebody you loved? You'd probably say, anything, whatever it takes. I'd give it all to save my life or the life of somebody I love. But the Bible tells us nobody can save their life. It's too costly. But Jesus came and paid the price with his own life and his own death. He brought us back to God. We have been redeemed, Paul says in the earlier chapter, from the curse of sin through the blood of Jesus Christ. And this purchase, by the way, comes with a guarantee. It's Jesus' resurrection. Jesus said, because I live, you will live also. That's our guarantee. We have been delivered from the greatest evil and now enjoy the greatest blessing. Paul says to redeem those who are under the law so that you and I could receive the full rights of sons. That is, so we could be adopted into God's family. You see, we were orphans. We were without a loving father, not because of God, but because of what we had done. We had run away from God. We had turned our back on his will and run in a different direction. We ran away from his wonderful blessings. We are that prodigal son. But our loving God, in his extensive grace, came running after us. He searched for us and found us and brought us back into his family. He's given us his name, his identity, his image again is declared to us. We belong to him. And here's something more Paul goes on to say. God even puts himself inside of you. The last verse of our text. He says, because you are his son's God has sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. We are now back in the family of God in a loving relationship with Him that we can come before Him with any need, with any fear or concern, especially as we live in a world that is so evil and crazy as we witnessed the other day. 
We've got a God who cares for us and protects us. We can go to him for any blessing. And best of all, for eternity. That's guaranteed. Look at the wonderful workings of God. He paid the highest price there was to ransom you. He gave you Jesus. That says just how valuable and special you are to him. And now we can give back to him. Our hearts, our praise, our lives. We can take the Christmas story, which is his story for us, and I'll make it my story for him. That's the wonderful working of God in history and in my story. Amen.